Chapters one and two of Book Two of Les Miserables, Volume Five by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Les Miserables, Volume Five by Victor Hugo. Translated by Isabel Florence Hapgood. Book Two, The Intestine of the Leviathan. Chapter One, The Land Impoverished by the Sea. Paris casts twenty-five millions yearly into the water, and this without metaphor. How and in what manner? Day and night. With what object? With no object. With what intention? With no intention. Why? For no reason. By means of what organ? by means of its intestine what is its intestine the sewer twenty-five millions is the most moderate approximative figure which the valuations of special science have set upon it science after having long groped about now knows that the most fecundating and the most efficacious of fertilizers is human manure the chinese let us confess it to our shame knew it before us not a Chinese peasant, it is Eckbert who says this, goes to town without bringing back with him, at the two extremities of his bamboo pole, two full buckets of what we designate as filth. Thanks to human dung, the earth in China is still as young as in the days of Abraham. Chinese wheat yields a hundredfold of the seed. There is no guano comparable in fertility with the detritus of a capital a great city is the most mighty of dung-makers certain success would attend the experiment of employing the city to manure the plain if our gold is manure our manure on the other hand is gold what is done with this golden manure it is swept into the abyss fleets of vessels are dispatched at great expense to collect the dung of petrels and penguins at the south pole and the incalculable element of opulence which we have on hand we send to the sea all the human and animal manure which the world wastes restored to the land instead of being cast into the water would suffice to nourish the world those heaps of filth at the gate-posts those tumbrils of mud which jolt through the street by night those terrible casks of the street department those fetid drippings of subterranean mire which the pavements hide from you do you know what they are they are the meadow in flower the green grass wild thyme thyme and sage they are game they are cattle they are the satisfied bellows of great oxen in the evening they are perfumed hay they are golden wheat they are the bread on your table they are the warm blood in your veins they are health, they are joy, they are life. This is the will of that mysterious creation, which is transformation on earth and transfiguration in heaven. Restore this to the great crucible, your abundance will flow forth from it. The nutrition of the plains furnishes the nourishment of men. You have it in your power to lose this wealth, and to consider me ridiculous to boot 
this will form the masterpiece of your ignorance statisticians have calculated that france alone makes a deposit of half a milliard every year in the atlantic through the mouths of her rivers note this with five hundred millions we could pay one quarter of the expenses of our budget the cleverness of man is such that he prefers to get rid of these five hundred millions in the gutter it is the very substance of the people that is carried off here drop by drop there wave after wave the wretched outpour of our sewers into the rivers and the gigantic collection of our rivers into the ocean every hiccup of our sewers costs us a thousand francs from this spring two results the land impoverished and the water tainted hunger arising from the furrow and disease from the stream it is notorious for example that at the present hour the thames is poisoning london so far as paris is concerned it has become indispensable of late to transport the mouths of the sewers downstream below the last bridge a double tubular apparatus provided with valves and sluices sucking up and driving back a system of elementary drainage simple as the lungs of a man and which is already in full working order in many communities in england would suffice to conduct the pure water of the fields into our cities and to send back to the fields the rich water of the cities and this easy exchange the simplest in the world would retain among us the five hundred millions now thrown away people are thinking of other things the process actually in use does evil with the intention of doing good the intention is good the result is melancholy thinking to purge the city the population is blanched like plants raised in cellars a sewer is a mistake when drainage everywhere with its double function restoring what it takes shall have replaced the sewer which is a simple impoverishing washing then this being combined with the data of a now social economy the product of the earth will be increased tenfold and the problem of misery will be singularly lightened add the suppression of parasitism and it will be solved in the meanwhile the public wealth flows away to the river and leakage takes place leakage is the word europe is being ruined in this manner by exhaustion as for france we have just cited its figures now paris contains one twenty-fifth of the total population of france and parisian guano being the richest of all we understate the truth when we value the loss on the part of paris at twenty-five millions in the half milliard which france annually rejects those twenty-five millions employed in assistance and enjoyment would double the splendor of paris the city spends them in sewers so that we may say that paris's great prodigality its wonderful festival its beaujean folly its orgy its stream of gold from full hands its pomp its luxury its magnificence is its sewer system it is in this manner that in the blindness of a poor political economy we drown 
and allow to float downstream and to be lost in the gulfs the well-being of all there should be nets at st cloud for the public fortune economically considered the matter can be summed up thus paris is a spendthrift paris that model city that patron of well-arranged capitals of which every nation strives to possess a copy that metropolis of the ideal that august country of the initiative of impulse and of effort that centre and that dwelling of minds that nation-city that hive of the future that marvellous combination of babylon and corinth would make a peasant of the Fochian shrug his shoulders from the point of view which we have just indicated imitate paris and you will ruin yourselves moreover and particularly in this immemorial and senseless waste paris is itself an imitator these surprising exhibitions of stupidity are not novel this is no young folly the ancients did like the moderns the sewers of rome says liebig have absorbed all the well-being of the roman peasant when the campagna of rome was ruined by the roman sewer rome exhausted italy and when she had put italy in her sewer she poured in sicily then sardinia then africa the sewer of rome has engulfed the world this cesspool offered its engulfment to the city and the universe urbi et orbi eternal city unfathomable sewer rome sets the example for these things as well as for others paris follows this example with all the stupidity peculiar to intelligent towns for the requirements of the operation upon the subject of which we have just explained our views paris has beneath it another paris a paris of sewers which has its streets its cross-roads its squares its blind alleys its arteries and its circulation which is of mire and minus the human form for nothing must be flattered not even a great people where there is everything there is also ignominy by the side of sublimity and if paris contains athens the city of light tyre the city of might sparta the city of virtue nineveh the city of marvels it also contains lutetia the city of mud however the stamp of its power is there also and the titanic sink of paris realizes among monuments that strange ideal realized in humanity by some men like machiavelli bacon and mirabeau grandiose vileness the subsoil of paris if the eye could penetrate its surface would present the aspect of a colossal madrepore a sponge has no more partitions and ducts than the mound of earth for a circuit of six leagues round about on which rests the great and ancient city not to mention its catacombs which are a separate cellar not to mention the inextricable trellis-work of gas-pipes without reckoning the vast tubular system for the distribution of fresh water which ends in the pillar fountains the sewers alone form a tremendous shadowy network under the two banks a labyrinth which has its slope for its guiding thread there appears in the humid mist 
the rat which seems the product to which paris has given birth chapter two ancient history of the sewer let the reader imagine paris lifted off like a cover the subterranean network of sewers from a bird's-eye view will outline on the banks a species of large branch grafted on the river on the right bank the belt sewer will form the trunk of this branch the secondary ducts will form the branches and those without exit the twigs this figure is but a summary one and half exact the right angle which is the customary angle of this species of subterranean ramifications being very rare in vegetation a more accurate image of this strange geometrical plan can be formed by supposing that one is viewing some eccentric oriental alphabet as intricate as a thicket against a background of shadows and the misshapen letters should be welded one to another in apparent confusion and as at haphazard now by their angles again by their extremities sinks and sewers played a great part in the middle ages in the lower empire and in the orient of old the masses regarded these beds of decomposition these monstrous cradles of death with a fear that was almost religious the vermin ditch of benares is no less conducive to giddiness than the lion's ditch of babylon teglath phalasar according to the rabbinical books swore by the sink of nineveh it was from the sewer of munster that john of leyden produced his false moon and it was from the cesspool of kekscheb that oriental menalchme makana the veiled prophet of khorasan caused his false sun to emerge the history of men is reflected in the history of sewers the germonii narrated rome the sewer of paris has been an ancient and formidable thing it has been a sepulchre it has served as an asylum crime intelligence social protest liberty of conscience thought theft all that human laws persecute or have persecuted is hidden in that hole the myotins in the fourteenth century the tirlaine of the fifteenth the huguenots in the sixteenth morens illuminated in the seventeenth the chauffeurs brigands in the eighteenth a hundred years ago the nocturnal blow of the dagger emerged thence the pickpocket in danger slipped thither the forest had its cave paris had its sewer vagrancy that gallic picareria accepted the sewer as the adjunct of the cour des miracles and at evening it returned thither fierce and sly through the mobue outlet as into a bedchamber it was quite natural that those who had the blind alley vide gousset empty pocket or the rue coupe gorge cutthroat for the scene of their daily labor should have for their domicile by night the culvert of the chemin vert or the catch basin of Iroquois. hence a throng of souvenirs all sorts of phantoms haunt these long solitary corridors everywhere is putrescence and miasma here and there are breathing holes where villon within converses with rabelais without 
the sewer in ancient paris is the rendezvous of all exhaustions and of all attempts political economy therein spies a detritus social philosophy there beholds a residuum the sewer is the conscience of the city everything there converges and confronts everything else in that livid spot there are shades but there are no longer any secrets each thing bears its true form or at least its definitive form the mass of filth has this in its favor that it is not a liar ingenuousness has taken refuge there the mask of basil is to be found there but one beholds its cardboard and its strings and the inside as well as the outside and it is accentuated by honest mud scapin's false nose is its next-door neighbor all the uncleannesses of civilization once past their use fall into this trench of truth where the immense social sliding ends they are there engulfed but they display themselves there this mixture is a confession there no more false appearances no plastering over is possible filth removes its shirt absolute denudation puts to the rout all illusions and mirages there is nothing more except what really exists presenting the sinister form of that which is coming to an end there the bottom of a bottle indicates drunkenness a basket handle tells a tale of domesticity there the core of an apple which has entertained literary opinions becomes an apple core once more the effigy on the big sou becomes frankly covered with verdigris caiphas spittle meets falstaff's puking the louis d'or which comes from the gaming-house jostles the nail whence hangs the rope's end of the suicide a livid fetus rolls along enveloped in the spangles which danced at the opera last shrove tuesday a cap which has pronounced judgment on men wallows beside a mass of rottenness which was formerly margoton's petticoat it is more than fraternization it is equivalent to addressing each other as thou all which was formerly rouged is washed free the last veil is torn away a sewer is a cynic it tells everything the sincerity of foulness pleases us and rests the soul when one has passed one's time in enduring upon earth the spectacle of the great airs which reasons of state the oath political sagacity human justice professional probity the austerities of situation incorruptible robes all assume it solaces one to enter a sewer and to behold the mire which befits it this is instructive at the same time we have just said that history passes through the sewer the saint barthelemy's filter through there drop by drop between the paving stones great public assassinations political and religious butcheries traverse this underground passage of civilization and thrust their corpses there for the eye of the thinker all historic murderers are to be found there in that hideous penumbra on their knees with a scrap of their winding-sheet for an apron dismally sponging out their work louis the eleventh is there with tristan 
francois the first with duprat charles the ninth is there with his mother richelieu is there with louis the thirteenth louvois is there letellier is there hebert and maillard are there scratching the stones and trying to make the traces of their actions disappear beneath these vaults one hears the brooms of spectres one there breathes the enormous fetidness of social catastrophes one beholds reddish reflections in the corners there flows a terrible stream in which bloody hands have been washed the social observer should enter these shadows they form a part of his laboratory philosophy is the microscope of the thought everything desires to flee from it but nothing escapes it Turgiversation is useless what side of oneself does one display in evasions the shameful side philosophy pursues with its glance probes the evil and does not permit it to escape into nothingness in the obliteration of things which disappear in the watching of things which vanish it recognizes all it reconstructs the purple from the rag and the woman from the scrap of her dress from the cesspool it reconstitutes the city from mud it reconstructs manners from the potsherd it infers the amphora or the jug by the imprint of a finger-nail on a piece of parchment it recognizes the difference which separates the jewry of the Judengasse from the jewry of the ghetto it rediscovers in what remains that which has been good evil the true the blood-stain of the palace the ink-blot of the cavern the drop of sweat from the brothel trials undergone temptations welcomed orgies cast forth the turn which characters have taken as they became abased the trace of prostitution in souls of which their grossness rendered them capable and on the vesture of the porters of rome the mark of messalina's elbowing end of book two chapters one and two